Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. The only podcast completely decentralized on the Jock blockchain. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. LondonSmith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We have received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as tardive dyskinesia and New Year's resolutions. So I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Hey, Dr. London. And, uh, we should welcome all of the new listeners that we have this year. Yes. Yes. And it's new new year. And we kind of, I, I every year we sort of audit the audience, look at the demographics <laughs> mm-hmm. and stuff. The The demographics of the show have, we've talked about it plenty, have changed over time. Started out mostly going after six-year-olds. Yeah. Maybe going after is not the, the way <laughs> I should put that. But you know, anyway, marketing uh, is targeted it, towards yeah the marketing targeted things. toward, and then it sort of flip flopped on accident. I guess maybe it's sort of like a horseshoe theory thing, where like old, really, really old people and kids are kind of the same. Because then our demo switched entirely to elderly people. Well, Dr. Lennon, I just ran the numbers. Our audience is one hundred percent people between the ages of forty-five and fifty-five. Wow, that's okay, it. that's that's all. Okay, that's. I know, like the phrase "middle age" is sort of ill-defined, uh, but this is this is very looks, specifically yeah. forty-five to fifty-five. Okay, so it's so so this is kind of strange. We actually have people who could maybe buy stuff if we were to get a sponsor. Yeah, I mean, again, that part doesn't seem to have changed much. Uh, like our okay. average income of listeners, or ability to read and stuff like okay. that that statistic you can you can look at the chart here so there, you can okay. see that line remains yeah. the same the the illiteracy is still significant okay yeah um and that's you know unfortunately this is a medical education it's not a you know reading writing uh arithmetic so but but you know we'll we'll work with what we have yeah and go forward that's but that's really exciting that's going into the new year we have this new demographic to kind of aim things towards a little bit and isn't it isn't wasn't isn't the past cool oh yeah the like the um, 80s and stuff yes yeah like the the nice music that was so cool back then yeah is that is that is that i I guess right i I mean i think that's Um, that's it no, that was great. great. Okay. Um, uh, also, so that that's our producer Cameron. Also with us is Did you know the host? Isn't the past cool, like the eighties and stuff? Yeah, like the the nice music, synth. Yeah. Like the 80s and stuff. 
Like the 80s and stuff. Like the 80s and stuff. Like the 80s and stuff. Like the a special guest that's right dr london maybe the special guest will be bono who is he you know you too mm-hmm. really in that that new wave movement era really really kind of popped off and they they were so good okay so right so it I mean, could be it, i don't well, know much 45 to 55 year old stuff is the issue yeah i know but it, just advertising for the lead singer in a major bit okay um anyway but before we move on i would like to address a bit of listener feedback so this note uh okay this doesn't have a like a return so, so i don't know who it came from but i think i think they're uh, just context wise i think they're talking to you cameron oh well no turn it upside down okay well that yeah. now you can see who it's from well it's a big x yeah okay again so, do we need to talk about the literacy of our listenership? I guess the the note might also answer some of those questions. So, so the note reads, quote, what kind of bees produce milk? End quote. Oh. Yeah. So I, I thought, well, I'm impressed that they got that written out. It is like printed off. It's like printed off and then taped on there. So it's probably just like yeah. voice to text, right? Sure. I get, yeah, I was just trying to give him credit. But yeah, no, that's, it probably was just a computer. Um, anyway, so uh, your bee farm, Cameron, has that, has that been working? Uh, I don't, to, I mean. To get the milk? Ooh, I feel like working is such a loaded phrasing. Okay. Is it swarming? Is it swarming with lots of bees? Absolutely, yes. 100%. Okay. Because I know your big problem for a while was buckets. You kept saying, I don't have enough buckets because you were so sure that you were going to milk these bees. Oh, yeah. And but, are you, so you asking if buckets. I got enough buckets? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, yeah I've got enough buckets. Okay. Have, you, have you not been to my house lately? No, I've seen. Well, it's, I've, it's just buckets. It's all I buckets. Know. It made the papers. I know. But uh, so I'm wondering now, well, well Okay, well, I guess to answer this question first, because um, you were very particular about all, all aspects of this, what kind of bees are these that, that produce the milk? Are they a special breed? Uh, yeah, the, this is the uh, Philadelphia dairy bee. Okay. This is so actually where Philadelphia cream cheese comes from. Okay. And so have you been able to milk them get the cheese again this is this is a loaded question this goes back to you you know saying is this working quote unquote again lots of bees are swarming around and there's just an uncontrollable cloud of bees inside my home beyond that you know does it work Yes, I if I if I wanted a cloud swarm of bees going from room to room in my house, then yes, it is absolutely working. 
Okay. Is that what you mean? I, I was talking more about the the milk production. Is that have you have you filled any buckets with milk? I guess that does that does that make sense as a question? Well, there's I, I it's not like I can check every bucket. There's too many. Okay. But you weren't I guess have you tried milking them yourself? Again, I, the word tried is just so loaded, Doctor. Okay. Lane. The bees are are the the bees have autonomy. Like they they can make their own decisions. Okay, so you and you're wanting me to like control them and like turn them into slaves. It sounds like, which is terrible. Okay, so so you are more of a hands off dairy farmer. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, no, now I know. I didn't realize that was your. That it's not necessarily the conventional approach, but then again, I've never even you know known that that bees can be milked for, for, for the milk. So, uh, that's yeah. that's a learning opportunity for me. What's the what's the like like re- religious belief that Thomas Jefferson had that like God made everything and then just went completely hands off? Uh, I. It's a deism. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. Uh. It's it's that. It's basically that, but for farming. And again, I think the word farming is a very loaded question. I, I like to stick with swarm. So I guess it's, it's dairy deism the as swarm. opposed to religious deism. Yes. Okay. In that I consider myself the deity of okay. this universe, which is my house, uh-huh. and I'm sort of the, lo- the lord of this swarm of, of very, very angry and loud bees. Okay. Uh, okay, so so to that listener, um, you know, just uh, the, he adds the bees, and yes, they are the the dairy, the Philadelphia dairy bees. I guess that's that's the answer. Um, and thank you for listening. We're we're very grateful for these. You know, I just because you're illiterate doesn't mean there's a problem. You know, or, or the, no, we love our listeners exactly the way they are. No, and that's why this is a listening thing. You don't have to read the whole time. Uh, so anyway, thank you to, to, to those listeners. Um, but now for today's medical topic, celiac disease. Celiac disease is one of the most common types of gastrointestinal malabsorption, and it's known as a gluten sensitivity enteropathy. So these patients with celiac disease, their intestinal tracts, uh, they have a poor reaction to gluten. Um, patients may present with a stool that is oily, greasy, floating, and foul-smelling. Oh, okay. Um, so, Doctor London, mm-hmm. our, this new demographic we have hates like gluten-free stuff. They like pretty much the only joke they make to each other is, "Oh, you got a gluten-free soy vanilla latte? Uh, you know, vegan impossible? You know, okay. it's just they just release stuff like that." And so, sort of even implying that you know, gluten allergies might actually be real and maybe some people actually should avoid gluten is okay. going to be damaging to our brain. So I guess I'm going to, I'll try to tiptoe around it when the time comes to get too specific about that. Okay. But so, so, so um, for celiac disease, uh, you'll bear in mind that chronic pancreatitis, tropical sprue, and Whipple disease, all of these can have similar presentations to that of celiac disease. So if they have the, this kind of terrible this foul smelling poop it could be from something else besides a, a gluten allergy so anyway these should all be on your differential when it comes to such symptoms okay our audience our audience did respond well to okay. that okay I, 
I these seem to be mostly people with very stinky poops. Yeah, I think just the way the how boards are sort of lighting up right yeah. now. Yeah. Um. Okay. So so this fat malabsorption that's present in you know all those, uh, it means that patients may become deficient in fat soluble vitamins such as A, D, E, and K, and um, thus they can have symptoms for each of those deficiencies. So that can be hypocalcemia and osteoporosis from lack of vitamin D, uh, bleeding and easy bruising from lack of vitamin K. And anemia with hypersegmented neutrophils and neuropathy in the uh, vitamin B12 deficiency. So, um, celiac disease specifically is associated with thyroiditis, vitiligo, uh, pernicious anemia, and type 1 diabetes. Uh, also, celiac disease can give a rash known as dermatitis herpetiformis in 10% of cases, uh, and it's named that because it looks like a herpes infection. So, okay, uh, our guys really seem to like that that they have. It, it seems they're they're very excited to have an excuse for the herpes if, if they have a herpes in, infection. Yeah. They can say, "Oh no, I think it's actually something else." They think it's, "Oh, that's my gluten allergy kicking in," but it's just herpes. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, so maybe they're coming around on the idea of a gluten allergy. Um, well, I think they're. I mean, I think it is herpes. They're just sort of yeah. now into the idea of blaming it on gluten. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm saying. So I, it, they still think it's fake. Okay, but that they're they're now getting in on the scam. I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't. So they are coming around in a way, but maybe not in the way that you are wanting. Yeah. So an an important way to distinguish celiac disease from chronic pancreatitis is by remembering that unlike in chronic pancreatitis, uh, iron deficiency may be seen in celiac disease because iron needs an intact bowel wall to be absorbed and uh, celiac disease can pre prevent that so um iron doesn't need pancreatic enzymes to be absorbed so uh look for iron deficiency anemia in celiac disease uh, unique tests for celiac disease include uh, anti-tissue transglutaminase uh, and that will typically be the first test but that can have false negatives and iga deficiency other tests include an anti-endomesial antibody and uh, IgA anti-gliadin antibody. The most accurate test for celiac disease is a small bowel biopsy. That's literally cutting off a, some tissue from the small bowel, uh, and that can show a flattening of the villi. Um, bowel biopsy is essential in celiac disease because you want to exclude lymphoma. So, um, But anyway, treatment for celiac disease is a gluten-free diet. Oh, wow. Sorry. <sighs> Our, but our audience hated the excluding lymphoma for some reason. I, I don't. I can't. Okay. Make How do they feel about the, the? They. But look at look at them. Look at their comments. They hate it. They hate that you said that. Right after that, I said the treatment for this disease is a gluten free diet, and I'm impressed that that didn't catch them. But I guess maybe they were just. So I think they were. Yeah. They were distracted. I guess that's a win. Guess. Okay. Um. Oh, now they're all, you can yeah. see in the chat. Yeah, soy yeah. latte. Oh, you, you want a vanilla, uh, gluten-free, yeah. uh, you, you know. A, Frappa cappuccino, you know, yeah, they're the all. Gluten. Frappa cappa, you know, like a gluten, like a impossible. You want to beyond, you know, soy tofu. Yeah, no, uh, they're going on and see, on. That's the whole, that's yeah. the whole chat now. They're, I don't think they're listening to the show anymore. I think they're just going to sort on that. of stick okay. with that. Well, um, uh, well I'm yeah. done with, with teaching them this, so I guess we can move on from there. Just Yeah, I mean, that's your choice if you want to. Okay. 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 
All right, uh, Cameron, you said that we have a guest today. Is that right? That's right, Dr. Linden. Okay, so I'm reading the note for the, the guest. So, so uh, well, hello, my name is Dr. LindenSmith.com, and this is our producer, Cameron. Uh, I'm reading here. So, Cameron, you misspelled doctor. Okay. So it's. Is, this, it's, is, is that relevant to the, this discussion or this podcast that needs to be like on blast? Is that. I just. I, I feel like you should know it by now, but whatever, we'll, we'll start. Uh, hello, hello there. Um, what, what was your name? Hi, uh, Dr. Andrew Minutian. Right. Okay. So um, do, do, just call you Dr. Minutia. What? Sure. How would you? Uh, okay. You, doctor is fine. You can call me Andy. People do. Uh, Dr. Minutia is fine. Okay. Well, so, so doctor would be, I feel like, because that could be either of us. So that's. Uh, I, that would be, yeah, I guess that's confusing. Um, I, although I can't imagine he, anyone cause he wouldn't be referring to himself if he's trying to address someone. I'm never going to just call you doctor. I guess that is what I was referring to yeah. well, in the chat, all the, all of our 45 to 55 year old listeners as well. No, they, that makes they, sense. they haven't stopped. They've moved on to like, I identify as a helicopter jokes. <laughs> That's another one they really like, and it again, it just the chat is that's the chat now. Okay. Oh, I was yeah, I was trying to figure out what these all these th people are chatting on this on this screen. I can't figure out what they were talking about here. Okay. Yeah. Well, and so this isn't addressed to me yet. Whatever they're chatting about, this I think has nothing. They to do are with... very focused on themselves now. I think they're okay. sort of just cracking themselves up. Okay. Good. Okay. Uh, I think that there might be confusion in that when. We're talking to you, Dr. Smith. There, mm -hmm. we're referring to you. That it's a title for you, and it's a name for me. So that may be the confusion factor. So, okay. So, Cameron, you didn't. It's you didn't misspell doctor. Then I don't. How did he? How did he spell it? I spelled it D A U G H K T E R. I get. I don't blame you. I get that a lot. It's actually simply D-O-K-T-E-R. Oh. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it is. It, some people will abbreviate it to D-R period. And it's just, I mean, it's not my title. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. Okay. But, but I am a doctor in that that's my name. I, I guess just as a little side question, do you get that kind of misspelling like Cameron did whenever you go to coffee shops, whatever? I've gotten something like that. Um, he had more vowels than I'm used to seeing, okay. but it seemed very, uh, very close. Um, okay. Sometimes people will spell daughter and they'll think that's my name too, which was very close to Cameron's spelling. So yeah, that's okay. just what I assumed it, it was because most doctors are daughters. Yes. Yeah. Is that true? I, I think so. Where, that sounds like a, that sounds like a, I'm not sure where you're getting that statistic. From, okay. But. Well, he's, he does, he's pouring over his stats today. So you might be all in your head, Cameron. Mm, yeah. We got a lot of demographics that we're reading over. Uh, but, but anyway, um, so uh, Dr. Minutia, um, yes. can you tell us about yourself? Why, why are you here on the show? Yes. Uh, well, I've got a new book out. I'm a, I'm a nanotechnologist. Okay. Wow. Uh, am oh. Amateur. Uh, oh, and. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Okay, so for our listeners, he did the uh, air quotes, air, air quotes. quotes, yeah, for for yeah. amateur, which I don't, I don't know what that means, really, because yeah, is that is that mean you're actually professional? <laughs> it's sort of, how do I explain this? I I do the air quotes with my uh, my coworkers, 
mm-hmm. um, just because they recognize that as being, oh, he's now being his nanotechnology person, as opposed to his grocery stock oh. person, which is not okay. where I'm oh. talking to them. So you sort of live in two different worlds. You've got your nanotech mm-hmm. life, and then you've got your, it sounds like grocery yes, stock. They're actually it's very, very close together, um, which is, makes it convenient. Makes yeah. it very convenient. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm a, a amateur. I, I'm not uh, professionally trained, but uh, I just have a keen interest in nanotechnology and always have ever since I was a child. Oh. You have a keen interest in, are, is this just you reading about it or are you actually, what are you doing that you consider? Well, it started out as sort of the philosophical side of nanotechnology. Sure. Um, but then it just, it's, there, there's no way not to get drawn into the technical part of it. The philosophical side is whether or not like nanobots should be in me. For me, there is no question. They should be. We, okay. all, sh- we all should have nanobots inside of us. It will make life much, much easier. But I understand that there is some, you know, concern and consternation around that. So, you know, I, I usually approach the subject very cautiously with people. Uh, but, but that aside, as I said, you just, you kind of can't, um, at least I couldn't resist the allure of being drawn into the actual technical side of making nanotechnology work and creating uh, elements of the technology to experiment on myself and, and friends. So have you made nanobots? Like you have working nanobots? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. What are they? Yeah, I was, I was for a second thinking you were just like a researcher or something, but it sounds like, I mean, you have, you have some in your body right now. You're using yourself as your sort of your own test subject. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't be fair for me to go, you know, I, I tried to get a deal with the local prison system, but they just kind of oh. booted me out. They said, no, I don't think the world's ready for this yet. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, amazing. I yeah. try it on myself and, and friends. Um, the friends don't always know that I'm trying it out on them. Sure. Because um, I, I, I need a control, you know? I mean, if they know about it, they behave differently. Right. So okay, so well, you did a randomized, like, yeah, you know, like a double blind kind of study where ex- they signed up for having yeah. something done. Yes. Well, but- they don't. They don't sign up really. I mean, they just we sit down, we have coffee, and basically every other person that I sit down with coffee with, I either give them the placebo nanobots or I give them the real nanobots. Okay. Could- it could, yeah, it could be something as simple as getting your your co-host a soda and just sort of putting something in there for one of your experiments exactly exactly okay. well this um i guess well i've Cameron, i do have a follow-up question for you but but first uh dr minutia you have i'm sorry you said you have a placebo nanobot that you oh, sure so is that yeah. just garbage or is that a functional bot that just doesn't do the it just it's, hangs out it's not programmed it's an unprogrammed nanobot okay so it, it does just sort of chill that's kind of cool yeah they just go in there and sort of just hang out with each other. Sometimes they'll multiply. If I accidentally, you know, asked the same friend to coffee again, and I introduced the nanobot again, and then all of a sudden he's got, you know, several thousand of them swirling through his system or her system. I mean, and that's the placebo one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So they colonize. 
with the placebo ones. And I'm oh no, no, I just introduced a lot of them. Because I mean one nanobot's not gonna do do it's not gonna do dick. I mean, it's just one little tiny yeah. robot. Yeah. So you need to put thousands of them in there in the hopes that some of them are gonna survive the incredibly harsh. I mean, Dr. Smith, you understand the inside of the body is incredibly harsh to yeah. certain outside Stomach elements. Acid. Yeah. Absolutely. White cells, all these things are constantly mm -hmm. in it on the attack. And so we have I've, talked about before how the way Dr. London operates is he goes, ew, 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 because you do find the human body so disgusting. Oh, it is disgusting. Yeah. yeah. You say it makes you want to throw up. Sometimes you do throw up into the open wow. wound or whatever. Wow. Well, that's why you have a, this is about, I'm sorry to make this about me, but like, that is why you have good assistance. So you want to get someone there with a quick bucket. Like, oh yeah. That's just also, part of it. Also, I guess the mask is a delaying tactic, right? I mean, it kind of keeps yeah. it gives you an extra second or two kind of funnels it just in a different direction well, well dr london usually wears like the lana del rey uh like beaded mask that doesn't really do anything that's typically what he you does. Say it doesn't do anything I, it, it sparkles you, seen yeah yeah it. yeah it shines and you've seen it yeah <laughs> i bet it's pretty attractive actually oh oh yeah oh whenever i go into surgery everyone looks yeah so it does do something quite frankly in fact people call after me like people look, people really notice. Yeah, uh, especially the the admin. They've they've really noticed. They've sent me emails about it. Mm. Um, and I like I've been kind of suspended on because oh. of it. Uh, I, as far as I know, I don't read the the whole email because I'm busy. No. But usually, a lot of that stuff yeah. is just boilerplate. They just yeah. kind of slap it on in the office. Doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. So I never read that stuff either. Yeah. Plus, there's I mean, there's a doctor shortage. Anything below the first line in an email, I consider the signature. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I'm not going to read everyone's long signature. It's just like, you know, Star Wars quotes or whatever. That's, that's, I'm not interested in that. Well, funny, it kind of, that kind of brings a conversation around. You were asking about like, you know, people signing and stuff like that. I do yes. have them sign like a simple note. And I do put a lot of sort of boilerplate uh, uh, information in there sure, that yeah. none of them have the time to really, or interest in reading. And then I put all sort of the, the really important things that get me off the hook legally way at the bottom. Okay. So you do, you do give them something that's maybe putting this in at least into a gray area ethically. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. No, very little of this is actually actionable in a court of law once they've signed that paper. Okay. And they just, you know, they're just out for coffee really. Well, they're friends. They're friends. They, I just go to yeah. don't bother. Don't bother. You don't have to read that. It's just standard boilerplate. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. And you know, you're the and doctor, I guess. Do you, yeah. Do you even say what it's for? Or do you just say, Hey, just sign it, sign this. Uh, different things. Sometimes it's like a petition for the neighborhood, like, you know, trying to get the, you know, parking permits or, oh, okay, uh, yeah. you know, trying to get them to change the, the hours for street cleaning, stuff like that. And the trick there is in, cause you don't have to lie to them. It really can be a petition mm -hmm. for something like that. Absolutely. Just, there's a lot of other stuff that happens with That's it. That's right. Too. That's right. Yeah. Okay, this well, is a lot of a lot of the stuff that you know. Sometimes when Doctor London, you know, is signing autographs, or you know, maybe like I need a signature for you know this podcast thing or whatever. You know, there might be other stuff there. Interesting. So yeah. this is something you this is something you do, Ken. Well, yeah. I mean, this is just legal documents. Sure. Well, so this does, and I'm sorry to because I do want to find out about your book, uh, yeah. Doctor Minusha. But so, Cameron, this is twice you've brought up comparing these at best gray area ethics, um, comparing it to sure. your own practices, 
with me to normalize yeah. it. I, I gotta say, it it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound ethically sound. Well then, okay. So it's not ethically ethically sound. What do you want me to do about? Well, that? don't don't give me things to sign unless I know fully what they are. Okay. Well then, read. Well, you the know, sheet. not you know, kind of not to sort of steer the conversation a little uh -huh. bit here, but but what you're talking about, Doctor Smith, is perfect because, uh, you know, one of the one of the bots that I've been working on is uh, about uh, involuntary actions and things like that. And if what Cameron is doing is something that you find um, sort of either offensive or something you'd like, behavior you'd like him to stop, mm -hmm. this particular uh, line of bots I'm working on is something that can be introduced into his system. And with some very simple programming, he will just stop that particular behavior and he will be unaware of it. Okay. So does it... Does it go to the brain then? Or it can. It goes to the brain. It goes to the if he's like signing things or having you sign things, it goes to the arms and the hands. Everything that's used in the process of doing that. And the beautiful thing is, like if you said, you know, we got done with the show and you said, I'd like to kind of give that a try, the bot would also wipe any memory he would have of this conversation right now taking place. So he wouldn't even know that his his behavior was being modified. Are you saying you have the technology to make anyone pick their nose anytime you want? <laughs> you know what? It's part of a prank line that I've got, which is great. Wow. I do, a, you know, the old famous hypnotist cluck like a chicken thing, mm -hmm. you know, so I, well, I can do I don't that. Know if you, I don't know if you know what you have here, because with if you could make everyone just like constantly pick their nose, you can get them fired from jobs. You can get them to like lose relationships and friendships. You can do a lot of destruction. Well, it's not, it's not me. This, this is, these aren't things I want to do, but I do want to make this technology of it. Oh, I want well, to see, do I those commit, things. I'm, then I can make this available to you, but I consider myself to be more of a, yes. a neutral agent. And I'm merely developing course, this technology, yeah. but I, I believe in good for mankind. It doesn't necessarily mean my customers believe in that, but I believe in that. Right. And that's why no one should be able to sue you if I do something with the item you sold me. Exactly. And both the paperwork you would sign and the nanobots I would introduce into your system would keep that from ever happening. Wow. Man, wow, I'm just trying, that's... thinking of all the possibilities of making my neighbor pick his nose all the time. Which, and Cameron, I do want to warn you on that. So, so with, with other stuff, whatever, with the signing documents, whatever, but picking nose is actually one of these things. Like nobody does it. So like it's, it's it's one of those things. It's so unheard of. If you actually got people to do it, like on video or something like that, could have big consequences. You oh really yeah, no, shouldn't. it's gonna. They'll get canceled. It's gonna yeah. ruin their lives. I just if a YouTube video of my neighbor picking his nose went viral. I know, and this this is why I'm saying like maybe let's let's lay off it because that's not safe. Oh, just, it's just too intense. This this is sort of uh, like I'm pressing the nuke button here. Well, this is all just hypothetical, right? I mean, Cameron, you're not really talking about, you know, wanting to get your neighbor to pick his nose just on a whim, right? I mean, we're just talking sort of, we're know, just talking. Yes. Yeah, we're just it's, talking. All it's just all talking. Look, exactly. My neighbor has something that I want to use his trampoline. He says, you use it too much and you're too loud when you're on it. So I, mm. I'm not allowed to use it anymore. Oh, I just think maybe if, you know, I could use some of these nanobots to possibly, 
you know, destroy his life and maybe he has to sell his trampoline. Yeah, if you feel you want to do that, we can, of course, also just modify his behavior so he suddenly enjoys the way you use his trampoline. Mm, I don't, it yeah, just doesn't it, have the same appeal to I, me, you know? I understand. I well, I think I'm beginning to sort of understand your core persona here, Cameron, well, in I, terms of, of how you feel about the people around you in your life. It, it is important to also know that um, if, if his neighbor, if Cameron's neighbor doesn't complain, the other neighbors will. And like, it'll, mm. he's so loud on that trampoline. Like he's, the cops get called, is it every night? Well, I mean, I, I haven't been able to use it in months. Okay, okay. But yeah, whatever's happening. Yeah. But yeah. So, like, well, I'm I going can hear so it. high. I'm going so high up, Dr. London. I know. And it's, I, I don't, it's I don't terrifying. It's it terrifying. It is unbelievably terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying it's... I'm not going to, at the peak, at the crescendo of my jump, you're saying I'm not going to kind of scream. I'm just, I've driven by your house when this is happening with windows yeah. rolled down. And I had to get hearing aids afterwards. It well, was so. I've driven by Six Flags and heard people screaming on the roller coasters, Doctor London. Okay, I. But I minded my own business. Not comparable. The the volume you. Re- anyway, um, you guys so, seem so, to be highly involved in your personal lives as well as your professional lives. Is that? I, ju- I don't know if that's normal for a podcast and the the sort of roles you have. Maybe you're just good friends who got into this business. I don't. I don't listen. I don't want to sort of pick. No, this. we never met before doing this show. No, we actually, we both knew Dylan, DJ Dylan. Yeah. yeah the most. Yeah. Well, he's, he's the best DJ in town. And yeah. no, the reason I know about Cameron stuff is because well, I've called the cops on him and I've also, I've driven by his house and you, everyone in town knows. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's, he's so loud, but I'm sorry, Dr. Minusha. Uh, it's okay. It's all right. Switch back to, I want to know what your book is about. Well, I have a couple of books. Uh, my new one is Teeny Tiny Things Make a Great Big Difference. Oh, uh, okay. And it's really about sort of, I, tr- I look back, it's a little bit of a historical retrospective to sort of pre-nanotechnology and when little things uh, really started affecting people's lives. Uh, part of this is sort of in your uh, domain, Dr. Smith, the idea of germs, right? Germs are kind of nature's yeah. nanobots, like really, if you think, if you think of it. rice, again, another excellent uh, sort of example of little things that changed things a lot, right? It became this worldwide mm-hmm. staple food. Um, well, and if birds eat it, their stomachs explode. That's right, which is why they've been outlawed in weddings in 46 states. Yep. Um, you're not allowed to, you know, throw rice at the bride and groom anymore. Mm-hmm. You got to pick your states for your weddings. And very that's the kind of That's the kind of impact that small things can make. That's exactly right. So that's what my book, we, we go back to sort of the, the sort of the history of man and then follow that up to present day. And uh, it gets into elements of uh, big things that became small, small things that became big. Oh. Um, we talk about little people uh, and their impact on everything from culture to motion pictures and all these other elements. Um, okay. And then flea circuses, for instance, I have a whole chapter just on flea circuses. Yeah. Uh, the idea you have performers so small that most people couldn't see them. And did you know, it turned mm-hmm. out that most of the flea circuses were actually a scam. There were no performing fleas. You yeah. say most, but some of them well, were, I got a refund were fully it. legit. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. 
they in no, fact I, some, some of the some, yeah. some of the performers actually formed unions i mean it was it yeah. was very legit um but there were some fairly nefarious characters out there that were you know trying to palm off uh sort of spring-loaded wagons and things that would move around yeah, and right. say yeah the Just, fleas are doing that these sleaze bags yeah some people like because yeah i've i've been to i've been to one of each Oh, okay. Been the so real you, flea circus. So you can amazing. contrast and compare and you can yeah, tell the and, difference right away. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. now that you've seen both. Yeah. No. And, oh, wow. Well, the so fleas... it's like maybe seeing someone lip syncing. It's like, mm, yeah. Sort of see something off. Well, I yes. had VIP passes to both. Okay. So I went backstage and I met the fleas. Oh, fantastic. Oh, you went to the meet and greet. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, oh, it was amazing. Like I got to meet them. I was like, oh, you're my favorite. Yeah. And, uh, you had the attitude and I get like, I get that's part of your character, but I don't like that about you. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that was, sorry. That oh, was that's cool. Madeline. Uh, it was at a show, but um, th- then I went to the other one, did the same thing went to the meet and greet. And there's just a guy back there saying like, yeah, so I designed this. Right. And he's like, pull, he's showing spectacle. you the switches and where he pulls yeah. the stuff, right. To make the trampoline go up and down. And yeah. yeah I'm like, exactly. okay, so, so you help the fleas. And he's like, no, this is uh this is, so it's fake. It's like, it, it's like how the band Gorillas tricks you into thinking that it's a bunch of cartoon characters, but mm-hmm. it's actually just the blur <laughs> yes. guy. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of scams you and tricks you, and you're like, okay, wait a second. These are supposed to be cartoon guys. So frustrating. Yeah, it's a scam. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, so I kind of, you know, I mean, I don't know how controversial it is, but I kind of ripped the lid off that whole thing in the book because oh, a lot of people never I, heard about I'm it. I'm glad someone did. Thank you. It was kind of high time. Um, and, uh, and then it just sort of gets into where, you know, the state of nanotechnology today and, you know, the rumors and the truths and things like that. People that think like, you know, that there's nanobots in the COVID vaccine and, you know, things like that, that just, it is just, isn't so it just isn't true. Um, Do you think there should be? Uh, there could be. I don't know if there should be. I mean, they're introducing nanobots into us from so many different things now that it's almost like superfluous to put it in the COVID vaccine. It doesn't oh, make any sense. Because yeah. it's what? already in like the fluoride in our water and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you name a product and chances are there's at least a couple of nanobots in there. Ritz. Coffee table. Uh, Ritz, definitely. They're in a sort of state of suspension because uh, they have to remain quite still or mm-hmm. the crackers won't, uh, won't maintain their integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so until they're introduced into the body, they are in sort of a state of, of stasis. Uh, coffee oh, wow. table, interesting idea. Those would have to be introduced at the point of manufacture. So really the only coffee tables that are doing the, the nanobots is Ikea because you're okay, forced yeah. to touch the pieces when you put the coffee table together mm-hmm. and that's how it's introduced usually coffee and then you're going to be eating the meatballs once you get to that part of the store well using that's your hands that's the meatballs are the activation solution wow yeah okay wow so this is i'm seeing the impact here and i guess that was more the philosophy side that mm-hmm. that book uh which once again was the um the teeny tiny things uh, make a great big difference. great big difference yeah. okay yeah uh, and then but you have the new one that was, I'm guessing, sort of that progression you were talking about, going from the philosophy of it to to size, the size, size isn't everything. And that's your new one. That's the new one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. So what's that one about? That one is about the fact that a lot of people don't realize that nanobots uh, 
through their progression have certainly changed in size. And people used to think, well, the nanobot has to be a certain size to get all that programming in it. And just as we've advanced technologically as a society and as an industry, uh, it's gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's sort of like, you know, comparing the power of your, your cell phone to, you know, the old uh, ENIAC room size computer. Yeah. You know, and you now have more computing power in the palm of your hand than there wasn't an entire room. Well, the nanobots of today are, are so small, and yet they can do so much more than uh, the nanobots of, say, the, the uh, late 30s when they first started to introduce mm, them. Yeah. What are, you, what are you wanting the nanobots to do? Like, what is your ultimate goal? I mean, besides like pranking people in your prank line, like, what, what is, when you put them in your friend's body, like, how do you know it works? What is it accomplishing? Well, I, I use very specific programming and I see whether it actually takes hold. I, so I'll invite, invite a friend over who normally doesn't do anything. Let's use your example. Normally doesn't pick their nose. And I will program it to, you know, have them pick their nose on a sort of pre-selected time system. So pick your nose every 10 minutes. And then I just observe. Um, and like I said, sometimes the human body tears down, particularly as the nanos have gotten smaller, they become more vulnerable. So that's something I'm constantly mm -hmm. fighting. So somebody might pick their nose for, you know, three and a half hours, and then all of a sudden it sort of tapers off and then they go back to their previous behavior. Now, some wow. of this, my hope is that the behavior becomes sort of ingrained because as the, the longer the nanobots are in the system, the more they interact with the cellular DNA. They might end up building a habit out of sort of learning learn behavior. They actually, yeah, they're actually teaching at a molecular level. Wow. So you're saying if I can get my neighbor to pick his nose every 10 minutes, his wife would leave him? If, if, Is well, that what you're saying? If you think that ratio will work. I mean, how long would he have to be picking his nose every 10 minutes? At the, mm. the current rate of technology, he, I could probably get him to do it for five or six days and then it's going to break down. And it, that's not enough time. It takes about three weeks for the cellular connection between the nanobots mm. and the molecular structure of the DNA begin to cross over. Well, you say it's not enough time, but it's enough time for me. I feel like in five or six days, his life is just ruined at that point. Wife's gone, no job. I feel like that is fine. I, I, the government can, will be after him. Yeah, I can definitely help you. I can definitely help you with that if you, wow. if you think that's, that's a done deal. But doctor, to get back to your question, ultimately, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think you guys know where I'm going with this. I've tried to dance around it, but super soldiers. Yeah. No, I could tell that oh, this is... Oh, yeah. I, that's, that definitely seemed like where this was headed was building sort of an army of soldiers. Now, is this for military use or your own personal use? I personally have no use for super soldiers. I mean, in my own life, I mean, what do I do? I get up in the morning, I go to the grocery store, I stock shelves, I go get something for lunch at you know a restaurant, I go home at night. I, what do I need a super soldier for? But Well, they could mow your lawn really fast because they're really strong. Well, then strong. I'll just make a then I can make a super gardener, but I don't need a super soldier oh. to do that. See? So yeah, ultimately a governmental contract would be the way to go. And that's kind of what I'm aiming for, but are you it's in, just taking time to kind of ramp up. Are you in talks with anyone about like selling, selling these? Do anybody, do anybody from the government watch uh, or listen to your podcast? Oh, um, not the, not the, Laura, not the kind that has money. Laura hmm. Bush did. Okay, mm. yeah. But like she 
I think we had some episode that she got really turned off by a while yeah. ago. She thought that, so we didn't get Shaq in the recording and she was really frustrated. Uh, oh. We advertised that it was Shaq and like, yeah. just, like anyway, I, classic Laura Bush situation though. Yeah. So anyway, um, so, uh, you know, I'm doing podcasts now. I'm trying to get the word out. Yeah, um, and that's the best yeah. way. Well, you know, the government. It, I'll tell you, if you ever decide you have an idea to go to the Pentagon, say, and sell them your idea, Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to get in the door. I mean, I have tried. I, I can attest tried. to that. Yeah, I have. I've e- tried emailing the Pentagon. I mean, probably once a week my entire life. Wow. With just so ideas and like pitches and stuff, and they and it's got it's gotten you where I don't I don't hear exactly. anything back. Well, well, try going there in person. Try going there in person. I'll tell you, you do not get past the front door. They always say, "Well, who are you here to see?" And I always go, "Ah." I should have looked people up. Oh, you know, if yeah. I just go to oh, if I go to yeah. LinkedIn, I could probably find people that are in the military stationed in the Pentagon, and I could say I'm here to see Colonel Jenkins or whatever, and at least get in the door. Well, what if go get coffee with them? I was yes. about to say, yes. why not put nanobots in their drink and then change their behavior where they're like, oh, okay, that's fine. We'll let you in yeah. the front door. So my right now I'm working on a way to sort of like work my way up literally the chain of command, right? Try and Mm -hmm. get to know either somebody on the loading dock or a low level functionary run into them. I mean, there's gotta be at least 20 Starbucks and Pete's coffees around the Pentagon area. Yeah. So I just have to kind of identify my targets and begin sort of the, the process. The process. Yeah. Like that's good, but I'm also seeing how the super soldiers can be in, I, I guess the government's always looking for that kind of thing, at least in every movie I've seen. Yeah, that's uh, where I got the idea. Yeah. So and I hate to just kind of switch gears here, but we sure. we have chores to do. Okay. Oh. And I feel like this is such an awkward time for me to throw this in, but like we have to do them. Can I just and... say one thing though? If you're working up your chain of command in the Pentagon, if you could make like Mitch McConnell or someone like that pick their nose a bunch, I mean... <sighs> They'd be, they'd be removed from their job. You're, but you're, you're shaking the pillars of power. Oh, what? This isn't fair democracy because we're, we're manipulating it? Everyone else is manipulating it, Dr. London. It's not a bad idea. Now, I'm not political by nature, but I certainly know there's things that could be fixed in this country. And I don't doubt that nanobots is at least one avenue to be explored for solutions to those problems. And I hadn't thought about the, uh, the nose picking as uh, sort of a way to tear down some of the power structure, but you may not be I mean, wrong. it would tear down the fabric of society, honestly. It I would tear down the yeah. fabric of his nasal passages, for sure. Oh, wow. Yes. That might be the worst of them <sighs> all. This, okay, I was uncomfortable with transitioning before, but now I want okay, to yeah, switch. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know this is... This is not... Yeah, yeah I hear you. It's disturbing. This isn't a I get it. Uh, do you want to explain what we're talking about at all? Yeah, yeah, if you could. So Dr. London and I have been neglecting everything on our to-do list. We have let chores pile up, literally just huge piles of neglected chores. And so we decided to build this fun chore wheel and we spin it every single week and whenever it lands on, we have to do it. And Dr. London, that means even cutting your pinky toe off. If it lands on it, you have to do it. Wait, that's a chore? Yeah, well, I forgot to do Dr. it. Dr. London hasn't done it this year. And, no. and so... Does uh, it grow? Wait, this year, does it grow back and you get to do it like every year? So far, 
well, no, this year's the first year of trying it, but like, okay. it's it's been. It seems like it might be. Growing. We're worried it's getting okay. too long, and I think yeah, we need to just trim it down. Just nip it in the bud. Might be know? one of those things that if you keep cutting it back, it's just going to make it grow more and more. So that's might, true. Well, and that's one reason I've been putting it off. But um, yeah, I mean, this could be like you know that uh, Fantasia movie with Mickey Mouse and the the rooms and buckets of water and stuff. Just right. Going just and escalating. Going. Yeah. What's I just let's let's just hope that it doesn't come up on the truck. Okay. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. How, how many chores are on this wheel? It sounds like you've got a lot yeah, of stuff. It's, it's eighteen thousand, I think, at this point. Something I believe like that's that. when we stopped counting was eighteen thousand. So wow. yeah. Well I'm not a mathematician, but I think the odds of you getting the, the pinky toe on this spin is probably unlikely. Like one out of eighteen thousand at, at least, yeah. At least. Um, so uh yes yeah, so we got this giant thing um it's it's such a big wheel would you mind giving it a spin for us yeah Me? yes yes doctor yeah, yeah. okay just do it do I spin as it our for- guest if sure. you would no i'd be we, we I'd wanted be to be unbiased i'd be That's honored of course okay. now do i spin this clockwise or counterclockwise that dealer's choice on that i mean i've never seen it go counterclockwise i don't know if i mean i don't know what would happen i don't know if that will conjure something we can't undo Oh, well, I, I, I'll just go with the popular flow. I mean, I, I, I couldn't tell by looking at it which way it spins. That's all. So, okay. All right. I'll just give this thing a, a shove, I guess. Yeah. Oh, no. Of course it landed on this Great. one. Uh, this, and of all, okay. Yeah, I'm tired of having you to help read out it? the mayor. If, if you're a new listener to this show, the mayor is constantly breathing down our next about everything planning his birthday party mm-hmm. and all this stuff so, so we've already planned the birthday party but now he wants us to form a band to play at his birthday it's wow. it's so frustrating because like you know i've formed bands for so many different birthdays yeah. before i can't do it for every birthday right. you have but, to have days yes, to yourself to yeah well, do you guys have like a pool of musicians you pull from for these things? Uh, yeah, I think we have. I mean, all of them, you can sort of just Google their agents. And then if you sort of like like pester that guy enough, they'll just do it. The mayor is very, very oh. well connected. But when you say form a band, it isn't like you're calling a band to come. You're literally calling different band members mm-hmm. and pulling them together. Oh yes, we are. We are building our own super group that he actually wants to call the mayors. <laughs> wow. Which I feel like that has to already exist in some capacity. Yeah. Like there must already be a band called that. But well, that's well you what figure he up, wants. up here there was like the dead presidents, right? Mm-hmm. And so it sort mm-hmm. of works its way down the dead presidents, the sleeping governors, John and Mayer, then, and then yeah. just the mayors. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, do we want John Mayer? I, I don't really, he, I just, he's playing the, he's just playing that. Thing. Here's the thing he's going to be the, he's going to want to be the front man. And of course, I don't know if it's going to be John Mayer and the mayors. Yeah. But that's oh, the yeah, thing. See, no. he's going to demand that. And I don't think that that's yeah. going to work. Um, well, and they like it, it from his description, the mayor wants them all wearing giant sort of paper mache mm-hmm. heads of his head. Yeah. And so it's sort of like, remember that movie, Frank? It's sort of like one of those things that wow. they want all, they want every person yeah. 
to be wearing that. So you're not even going to see their face. And I feel like John Mayer is not going to be okay with it. It's a little that. bit like the residents, you know, they wore those giant eyeballs, yes. right? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. But maybe we can use the nanotechnology as well to help us convince some of these people. I, uh, if you, I, the nanotechnology could, could be used to get the mayor to realize that uh, he doesn't really want this for his birthday. Oh, that's a, that's a good angle. I, that kind okay. of cuts it off, cuts it off at the knees. He yeah. suddenly that is true. He calls you guys up and say, "Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that mayor thing. I, I don't think that's for me this year." Yeah, but if it wears off like after five days, then we're gonna have to keep doing it over and over again. It's well, when's his I, birthday? Oh, it's it's biweekly at this point. Yeah, biweekly birthdays. Oh, mm -hmm. you you got a problem on your hands. Well, I mean, you're telling me. I what what I'm thinking is we could. We could try both. Like, let's get a band as a backup, but also try to get them to stop it because the, the fees and everything alone, yeah. like not going through with it will be helpful if yeah. we can. So let, let's forget John Mayer for a Please. second. And if you remember, John Mayer used to mm -hmm. date Jessica Simpson. Okay. And so that's why I think we should recruit Johnny Knoxville, yes. who was in you know Dukes of Hazard with Jessica mm -hmm. Simpson. Yeah. He's he goofs he goofs around mm -hmm. a lot. You know that he's going to be able to handle having that big paper mache head on. Yes, that's big. Yep, because of the Jackass movies. Yes, yeah, like he, he's so used to like wearing weird stuff and large stuff. Yeah, I just think he would be a really really good frontman. Yeah, fans. does he play an instrument? Ooh, I mean that I that is sort that's of secondary. He could kind of talk, you know, he, talk sing those kind of guys, you know, like a Joe Cocker yeah. or a Dr. Hook, sure. that kind or, of thing. Or we could just nanobot that that ability into him, maybe. Oh, that would, can you use nanobots to make someone's voice good? I that's a fantastic challenge. I mean, I can certainly use nanobots to get people to say specific things, but to get them to say specific things in certain ways. Or just to play guitar is another idea as well. Yeah. I, you know, not yeah. to I feel like just jumping to, you know, super soldiers is one thing, but also just basic helping people to learn a new skill might, might be helpful. That is helpful. It is, I mean, it, it is a sidetrack from super soldiers because, uh, you know, other than like a civil war movie where a guy's playing a banjo, you know, while mm -hmm. they're kind of like hunkered down after a battle, you don't see soldiers playing instruments all that much. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just that idea of being able to train the nanobots to learn how to do those difficult fingerings on the guitar. Mm -hmm. I think all of that could yeah. come in handy later on down the line. So you're kind of opening my eyes to sort of a, a new avenue here that I could be training these bots to, uh, really kind of pick up some useful skills that can then be combined up into the super soldier program. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So it sounds like we've got a super soldier, Johnny Knoxville playing guitar and on lead Vox. Okay. So, uh, what's next? Do we want, what about a drummer? Um, so someone who'd be really good at, you know, hitting drums. Well, you know, Ring, how about, I, I hate to go here, but Ringo Starr, I mean, he's, you know, they've got this get back documentary on Disney channel now. So he's back in the public eye. Yeah, that is very true. Isn't he famously but... not that good at drumming? No, he was famously a very good drummer. I mean, that's why they picked him up. He wasn't good at much else. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just like Ringo. It's just like he's the least cool of the Beatles. I, I'd go with Pete Best. <laughs> I, just, I guess you're not going to get the celebrity value I, well, that you I, get out of a Ringo. Is he, 
Well, what Ben is he from? Save Sorry. a lot of money going Pete Best. So, yeah, now I do feel like you're both limiting the scope quite a bit oh, okay. to just Beatles. And this is the mayor. And once again, we we don't want someone who will steal the show. That's oh, my protest. Yeah. Is there a, is there a kid from the high school? Uh, like, do they have a marching band or a jazz band or anything like that? I, from oh, from the local one. Yeah. Uh, I think, Let's, but I think yeah, he needs yeah. to know that there's someone famous under that paper mache okay. head. Does he? Yeah. Well, oh, you, oh, you can let him in on it. Like, okay, yeah. Let Johnny. No, the yeah, let the drummer kid know there's somebody famous under the head. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Now, do, okay. Does everybody have to wear the heads, or is it just the lead guy wears? Oh the no, head? everyone is. Oh yeah. Then you don't have to tell anybody who's under any of the heads. Yeah, I it's just That's the true. mayor is gonna check. That's the thing. So if we're trying to like just use a kid from the neighborhood or whatever to play drums. Oh, I so, see. Okay. I think I have something that will kind of satisfy all mm. the elements here. Yeah. Let's get Barney to do it. Ooh, wow. That is a really, really good suggestion. Yeah. We know that Barney is... has rhythm because he loves music. Mm-hmm. And his best friend Bebop or whatever can really help him learn the songs. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to be jumping on the latest trend. And the latest trend is, of course, the Beatles. So mm-hmm. if we just stick with, yeah, sort the of classics. what we, we all know. Yeah, the classics. Classic Something music. that you know is going to stand the test of time and, and actually last, you know? Yeah. So, so Barney on drums. Um, okay, yeah, easy. So uh, what about bass? on bass? Well, my first thought goes towards, uh, uh, you know, Robert on Everybody Loves Raymond because he's got that really deep voice. But this is, you guys are talking about someone playing the bass. Yeah, but it would be a lot cheaper if he could just do sort of a beatboxy, like, mouth noises of just like, doom, 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 doom. Yeah, that, that does make sense. And even if he doesn't, I don't know if he sings, but um, surely he could. I'm sure he can't. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Brad. So Brad Garrett. Do we want Brad Garrett or do we want Robert from Everybody Loves Raymond? Because Brad Garrett doesn't have okay. that deep let's, voice. Let's, yeah. He talks differently. So it, we've got to tell him, no, you are in character for this entire night. I think so. That's Robert. That- and you need to get up on stage and you need to go. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> you may have to tell him personally, because I don't know if you just send a note to his agent or something, they might just toss it in the wastebasket. I think you need to get him there under the pretext of he's doing a show as Brad Garrett and then just say there's been some changes and first put this head on and right. <laughs> put this huge head on and then put on this exact outfit that you wore and then be the character of Robert. Yeah. 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 I mean, that sounds pretty good. I mean, if, he, if, he's, if he's there, what are the chances he's going to just leave? He still wants the check. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we nailed it. Okay. So we have uh, the front man. Yeah. We have Johnny Knoxville, Barney, um, and, and Robert. Robert. And, yeah. Yes. Robert from Everybody Loves Raymond. And then, I mean, do we want one more, like someone on keys or something? Yeah. I was thinking of. Keys or flute. Uh, we get, oh. like, Either way. Could we get like Susan Day from, you guys get the, from the Partridge family, the old Partridge family? She played keyboards, okay. I think. Or maybe she just played tambourine. I can't remember. Honestly, it's going to sound the same at this party. Because uh, something I, we forgot to mention, the mayor does pump his own uh, 
you know, he, he has he has his own music going on. So he's gonna be trying to play that over the sound of the band. Wow. So it doesn't doesn't um, kind of does, doesn't matter, kind of. Well, I, he'll notice. It's really important for him to have a main stage and a side stage and know that yeah. the main stage is drawing a bigger crowd. Gotcha. So that's why I got gotcha. you. He does this sort of, you know, Coachella style multi multi stage sure, setup. Sure, sure. But yeah, Susan on the the tambourine or keyboard, depending on what she can yeah, do. Yeah, that way, you know, you have a woman in there, a little bit more yeah. inclusivity. Yes. Hey, do we want to double up on Susan's and get Susan Boyle? Yes. Get her playing sing, another flute? Or to sing backup? Uh, I kind of want her on flute. Okay. Does she play flute? I've never seen her play the flute. Oh, I bet she, she'd nail okay. that. I bet she'd be great. But you're also that. talking probably, I think, a transatlantic flight. I think she lives in England. Ooh, well, yeah. I mean, if we're going to get Barney, we might as well. Like, I know it's the, the cost is going to be high for that, but for the mayor especially, he's... Yeah. Now, that, she's... You know, she's had so much work done. When the mayor lifts that head, is she he even going to recognize Susan Boyle? She's not singing. She's on flute. And she looks pretty different from when, you know, her heyday of being famous for being this, you know, fairly ordinary looking English woman. Right. So is, what, um, is the mayor going to notice? I don't, I can never really tell what he is able to see and not his vision's got well he's cataracts is, oh okay yeah i guess that's the best way to put okay. it yeah uh get them put in maybe get um, it. but that's the thing is that he he claims like he can't see things he's, he'll be like who who is that who am i talking to but then like the next day he'll be like see that sign oh. like two like 200 yards away so I you think he's it. sandbagging that's just part of his technique to kind of make you feel like he's needs help to he needs people yeah. to lean on and things like this i guess but then then why go out of your way to read a sign 200 yards away and then for the sole reason of being able to read it he just says hey i can read that it's really far i can read it. I, maybe maybe it's like cataracts that just have like a little pinhole mm -hmm. in, in uh, him so like if he's positioned just right he can kind of see that 200 yards that actually might be yeah. it I, I will i mean just as a little side note i don't know if it relates but he does have me take him on drives the day before any given social event uh, and has me read the signs out loud wherever we're about to go. I don't know if that's related or not. So he is sandbagging. He's, he's memorizing the sign. So, so when Cameron's with him and he sees that red octagonal sign, he goes, oh, that says stop. Well, I don't know if it's related, but th it we do go not. on these long drives and like, he he writes stuff down like whatever we're saying. He writes it down, and, but it's it's probably nothing. It's probably unrelated. Um, okay. So we have we have the flute. We have the Susans. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think Johnny Knoxville, Barney, Robert from Everybody Loves Raymond, and the two, and Susans. The two Susans. Yeah, that's the band. The mayor. Okay, the mayors. The mayors. That's them. I think that's great. Okay. Um, All right. So that's job accomplished. Sure done. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> down, to, do... down to down to seventeen thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah. Easy. Uh, now, um, Dr. Uh, Minutia, if, if you wouldn't mind destroying that chore wheel, uh, that's kind of also part of it, because once we get one done, it kind of ruins the whole schematic of sure, it. Sure, sure, uh, sure. It's my so pleasure. I don't know if you can release nanobots to destroy it, if that's a thing. Ooh, that would be very nice. Just, yeah, let me, see what I, let me see what I got in the old pocket, the old yeah. nano, nano pocket. It's let good to always have something in the pocket that could potentially destroy it. Uh, yeah, yeah these, are, um, these are kind of I guess you could kind of repurpose these as, as termite bots. 
Okay, uh, good. Yeah. So they'll at least take out the wooden part of the sign. Anything else is going to survive, but at least it'll kind of get rid of sort of the uh, super the lettering. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the big part anyway. Okay. okay. And you keep like a handful of those in your pocket or? Um, well, you know how Batman has like a utility belt? Yeah, sure. I've got one of those fishing vests. I like to think it's kind of the same thing. And each pocket has different kinds of bots. And the ones that holds like the fishing lures, there's like two dozen different kinds of bots uh, in little tubes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I never know, vests. Yeah. I never know who I'm going to run into, you know, when I'm having coffee. So I need to kind of make sure I'm mixing it up. So, it's your utility vest. Yeah. yeah. So let, let me uh, pull out these termite bots and I'll just turn them loose in here. And uh, they, they work oh, pretty wow. quick once they kind of get the. Uh, yeah. Get the going yeah. yeah. They're on it. Oh, and that's that's it. Where do they go now? Oh, they're just crawling right back into your pocket. Yep, that's cool. Yep, yep. If I stay in the area, they'll come back. They're programmed to do that. If I leave the area, this whole building could be dust in uh, a matter of hours. Okay. You want to do that? No, no. The podcast. Okay. Um. No, I don't. I don't see that being helpful. For like, I I saw the look in your eye, camera. No, (laughs) we don't need that. That that could actually be. Uh, that, that can be bad for us. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but with that, with the chore done, um, I think we're kind of just wrapping up here. Uh, so thank you so much, Dr. Manusha, for coming on. My pleasure, on. absolutely. Um, for sharing about your new book and your older book. Uh, is there any way for our listeners to keep up with you or anyone you're a fan of? Uh, yeah, they. Um, you know, I listened to this one. Uh, this one podcast. They. They call it a sound cast for some reason. I don't know why they're I, okay. They're like I, trying, trying to start a movement. Mm-hmm. There I go with my finger, my air quotes again, but it's uh, this gluten-free yeah. soy. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Succotash show at succotashshow.com. Um, I've been on one or two times. Uh, they don't know that. Uh, but I like listening to that. Uh, and you could reach, you can reach me through the show. If you send them stuff, like to their socials, uh, they'll, they'll send it along to me. Cause I oftentimes will take the, the co-hosts and the producers out for coffee. Mm, okay. Oh, cool. That's, that's how, that's very similar to how I get my mail, which is I, I get it sent to this American life and then they forward it to me. That's <laughs> I found that that's the most sort of convenient way to get mail. That's great. That's great. It's always it's, nice to have friends that help. Yeah. You. And it's faster than his older method. Uh, but yeah, uh, having it sent directly to Ira Glass's house yeah. first <laughs> and then having them forward it to me. Yeah. All right. Well, so thank you so much uh, to Dr. Minutia. Um, Thank you to our producer, Cameron. Thank you to Digital in the House. Digital in the House. Yeah. Well, he's, he's the best DJ in town. is the the behavior becomes sort of ingrained. The longer the nanobots are in the system, the more they interact with the cellular DNA. They're actually teaching at a molecular level. Yeah, they're actually teaching at a molecular level. If you could make, like, Mitch McConnell removed from their job. If you could make, like, Mitch McConnell removed from their job. 
You're shaking the pillars of power. Mitch McConnell. You're shaking the pillars of power. Oh, what? This isn't fair democracy because we're we're manipulating it. Everyone else is manipulating it. Everyone else is manipulating democracy. Mitch McConnell is manipulating democracy. John Mayer is manipulating democracy. Jessica Simpson is manipulating democracy. Robert on Everybody Loves Raymond is manipulating democracy. And so that's why I think we should recruit Johnny Knoxville. Mitch McConnell's is manipulating democracy. Mitch McConnell's is manipulating Mitch McConnell's is manipulating democracy. And so that's why I think we should recruit Johnny Knoxville. <laughs>